our products deliver the perfect fusion of state-of-the-art technology with performance and beauty. They include movable swimming pool floors, submersible pool walls to divide the pool, movable spa covers, retractable fences, movable benches, disappearing walls, and so much more. Uncompromising in providing high-quality products. All right, so let's really kind of do a deep dive here into the uh, the actual uh, movable floor system that we have in this pool, and uh, and and kind of explain the technology, what it is, kind of show some of it. Um, I know for me, uh, like I said, I had to fly up north and look at some of these systems. I'm very visual. I need to. I can I can look at plans. I can understand them, but I actually have to be real hands on. Uh, and so that's kind of the goal of this next segment is to kind of give you an idea of what these systems look like, how they function, how they perform. Um, and so one of the great things about Twinscape is that they do um, crazy amount of drawings. Um, they, everything is detailed, um, you know, and I want to point out up here, 10 foot nine and 13 30 seconds. Those are real numbers, uh, and those are the the kind of the the, the kind of precision uh, that ends up going into these systems. Um, you know, these systems are not you know plus or minus a quarter, plus or minus three eighths. You have to be money on these systems, and and again, this one was. Um, Literally, as soon as we stopped, uh, as soon as we were finished tiling the spa, um, this system was here. Uh, it was on the ground, I think, a week, a week and a half after we finished tiling um, because we knew that the client was uh, needed to uh, keep moving and needed us to, uh, you know, uh, uh, complete the job. So, so this system um, uh, employs the scissors lift, um, and you can see here's the benches uh, that are along the side. Uh, these right here, there's some some rails, uh, some sliders, uh, and and you'll you'll get a sense. I'm just going to go through these pictures, uh, and Jim, stop me if there's anything you want me to sure, that, that you uh, see quick, that I missed. When, we when we were speaking about tile, uh, you asked me if it was necessary to tile all the way down, even though it's not visible there. Um, I did notice that you used a different grade of tile, which is a great idea, because you really don't need to use that very high-end, magnificent tile that's never going to be seen by anybody but our divers, right? But, yeah. the, but the, the importance of that tile is to maintain the same flat, flat surface, that same perfectly vertical surface, all the way down, because our, our brackets, our rails, are going to mount to those walls, and we want them to remain perfectly vertical and straight. There's yep. Yeah, exactly. And, and these rails, you'll see uh, as we get into the photos, they're long and yeah, and they require, uh, and just so that everybody knows, I mean, you can email me. Um, uh, the tile that we used is just a, a large format porcelain. Um, you know, again, this was all a hand painted tile. Um, you know, well north of, I think it was north of $75 a square foot. I don't remember exactly. Uh, but there was no reason to put that in, in these lower areas that you would never see. And so we went back in with a eight or a $10 uh, a square foot porcelain tile um, and, and saved the client some money. Far more cost effective, pragmatic way to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. 
Yeah, and, and literally you'll never see it. So um, here's where you can see uh, where all of the planning went into place. So these were some of the early drawings um, uh, that came out of Watershape. Uh, and so Watershape was detailing where all of the penetrations were going to be, where the lights were going to be. Uh, and so uh, the Watershape drawings got um, uh, integrated into the Twinscape drawings and literally, now th this is really important. Let me get to um, the, the, this next slide. Why this is so critical is here. You've got uh, on this one, we had four mounting plates that had to go down into the floor. Um, and when we were designing this, we, we had assumed that these were going to be embedded in the shotcrete. Uh, the engineer didn't end up allowing us to do that. So it became less critical. Uh, but that was the specifics of this job on a normal job where you may have, you know, some of these plumbing lines embedded in the concrete, you know, we had to know, you know, the exact depth that the redheads were going to be uh, to require uh, for the system. Um, here's all of the, uh, the, the mounting brackets for the sliders had to make sure that as these are being drilled into the wall that we were not going to hit any plumbing lines. So the amount of work at the very beginning, making sure all of this, works as one system, um, it, you can't, uh, I can't underestimate uh, or, or minimize how much work on the front end uh, needs to be done. Um, and on this one, we actually even literally went in and um, uh, had shop drawings for all of the tile sizes. Uh, so we knew this was the actual tile dimensions. Uh, we had the tile from when we, we built the pool, so we knew the exact dimension. So this was all dimensioned out exactly. Um, the access hatch, uh, you have to have this access hatch in order to get below to service the system. Um, this hatch was sized exactly to, uh, to, to fit into the tile pattern. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, here's the details telling us exactly where we were going to be drilling, um, all, of, all of that. Uh, this is the, uh, the kind of the cross-section. Um, so here's the spa. Uh, here is the equipment room. And, and these are real drawings. These are, are actually um, specific to the job. Um, this is the, uh, the chaseway that we had for all of the hydraulic cables coming down to the power pack. Um, we ended up changing this only just slightly. We actually uh, put this up onto a rack um, because we mounted the pool cover hydraulic pump underneath this uh, to, to keep all the hydraulics in one area. Uh, but other than that, that was kind of the only minor change. Um, but talk a little bit about the, um, you know, the, the, it's it's one system uh, or there's there's one penetration coming through uh, and all of your cabling all of that uh, it, it's all it's it's fairly straightforward and fairly fairly simple it is it's a uh, uh, as you said Dave there's there's not a volt of electricity in this in this vessel uh, it's a completely hydraulic system uh, even our hydraulic fluid is a 6040 blend of demineralized water and food grade propylene glycol, which makes it, renders it completely safe to be in and around people uh, in the highly unlikely event that there would ever be a hydraulic seepage. It wouldn't contaminate the pool water whatsoever. The only penetration that's going from the pool into the equipment room is this four and a half inch PVC flange pipe that you see here up in the upper right hand corner. It's a threaded pipe 
as you can see right below it, there's an image right below, it's threaded, which means we're going to thread our steel braided lines on the interior of that cap. And then the steel braided lines are gonna be threaded on the, uh, on the exterior of that cap. So uh, they could be serviced, but it, may, it renders the pipe itself completely waterproof uh, at all times. So that's a great added uh, benefit. Uh, and these are significant uh, lines. So we can't have any 90 degree bends. So we're going to uh, request uh, at a minimum uh, 45s uh, to make any turns that need to be made. Our hydraulic power pack that you see down there in the lower left center, um, that's resting on a 32 liter hydraulic fluid reservoir. And uh, as Dave mentioned, it's up a little higher in the actual pictures, which we'll probably see again soon. But that pump motor is good to 165 feet. So the equipment room can be 165 feet away from the vessel. Easy peasy, we can handle it. If, if in fact, we have an extenuating circumstance where the, where the equipment room's further away than that, not a problem. We just beef up the horsepower on the motor. But generally speaking, it's going to be standard 220 volt, 25 amp, single phase motor. Uh, it's going to operate uh, that scissor lift system that we saw in the previous picture. All right, so let's start to get into the actual what we had to do. Uh, so one of the things that was unique about this is um, the the main element was quite heavy. I can't remember exactly how much it was, but I want to say it was thirteen or fourteen hundred pounds. Uh, right. So it's not something that you're manhandling. I mean, it's it's uh, even you know a number of guys are not going to move that. Uh, and so early on, we realized, hey, wait a minute, this spa is literally. <laughs> suspended off the ceiling you know normally we would bring in a uh you know a forklift or a bobcat with forks on it or something simple uh and bring that over and lower it in but <laughs> this building was not designed for those loads uh and we had explored a number of different things we had talked about maybe getting a spider crane in here uh to lift the system in we just never had any great options so um uh, what we came up with was this, uh, basically this lift system. Uh, and, and I got to say, Tommy loved this, uh, because as we were kind of fitting everything and, and it allowed us to really, um, uh, lift the system in, kind of bring it up and down. And it really simplified the overall construction, uh, as they're doing the installation. Uh, so we brought the, uh, we did have a, a forklift, bring it right to the edge of the yard. Uh, and then we put it down on, um, uh, uh, I forget what they're called, uh, but, but big rollers, uh, essentially, uh, came down the ramp here and brought it and then we were able to pick it up with this uh, four ton uh, chain lift and slide it kind of anywhere that it needed to be. I'll have pictures as we installed it. Um, but here, now we're starting to really get into the actual installation of the system. Uh, I'll just point out, here's our light uh, and, and we have that light recess back because as the, the crown, the, the little dome on that light needed to be, uh, that needs to be back from the finishes. <coughs> Um, so, but here's those rails, uh, and, and, uh, here's all of these, all of the, the drill points, all of everything was all laid out, uh, beforehand so that we made sure that there was no plumbing in this, uh, immediate area. 
and and uh, the benches. So um, the the rails go on first, and then these benches literally just float, uh, and so they slide up and down um, on the the rails themselves, uh, and and they will come all the way up to the top. Uh, there is actually no mechanicals to this. These are just a, um, they just work off of gravity. Um, and so, they're cradled uh, with, the, with the scissor lift uh, and the yeah. bringing them up and down. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So as the scissors lift, the main unit that's going to go in here that you'll see in a second, basically it's got tabs um, that extend off the side of it. And as the floor comes up, when it reaches the point where the, the top of the main floor and the top of the bench come together, uh, those uh, tabs grab onto this and the whole entire system continues to slide up. So this is where uh, this is where the team really enjoyed having the, uh, the 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 lift up above because they could chain everything. They were up and down, and because uh, there's a lot of um, there's fine tuning and making sure that everything uh, fits and slides and plumb and and everything. Um, so you can you can start to see here. So there was a bench on the side here. Uh, we saw the bench on the other side there, and then this is the main bench. Um, let me go back. Let me go back here. One of the concerns here is we did have this drop off to the outside. Uh, and so this became uh, a, a safety concern. Uh, the client actually originally desired to have the benches go all the way around, but then we were concerned that somebody could potentially fall over the edge. So we held the benches back uh, just to uh, so that um, we had the the 42 inch depth right here at the wall and you weren't going to have you know a situation where you're only 18 inches down and somebody could potentially fall off and and hurt themselves so um some of those kind of things get missed a lot i uh, i see in raised spa applications so here's the uh here's the main assembly unit and uh this is um Again, we come uh, across, we brought it out here, uh, chained everything up and um, with the rollers here, uh, it was a very easy to, um, to move it across in place. I'm actually going to grab my, uh, let's see if this video will play. Um, this is, oh, that's right, that video that video didn't. So let me save this one for um, uh, a little bit later. This video was too choppy, uh, but essentially um, it was just showing the, uh, the system coming down. So now you start to get a real sense of here's the main floor. Here's the scissors lift assembly underneath. Uh, and again, these are not tiled yet. Uh, so once the tile is on here, all of this black goes away completely um, and you, you don't see it even in the field. You don't notice it at all. Um, you, can, you can sort of start to, to tell here. Um, so this is the, this is the video. Um, so as the system is lowering, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's slow. Uh, and this is actually, we had not made the adjustments on this. So this is actually quite a bit faster than it actually runs um, 
in in its final iteration, I'll play it again. Um, it does not move nearly this fast because uh, we were displacing too much water through the gaps. Um, so all of the water just comes between these gaps here uh, and and uh, comes out as the system goes down. So you can imagine as these gaps tighten up, uh, there's just not a lot of room. Uh, and so uh, you have to have the system move down at a fairly slow rate in order to uh, allow the water to escape um, around the sides. So let me pull this back. Um, so there's the power pack. Um, and again, if for reference, uh, you can see down below here, uh, that's your just a st uh, standard hydraulic pump for the uh, pool cover system. Very, very small, very simple, not a lot to it. Um, well, there is a lot to it, but there's not, it doesn't take a lot of space up, um, which is always appreciated in these, uh, in these tight shoe boxes. Uh, this is a rare case where we actually had some room uh, in this mechanical room, um, but most of the time we're given shoe boxes and told to stick, you know, 20 pounds of crap in a paper bag. So um, Tommy came out, uh, did his kind of initial, got everything set up for us. Uh, he got the, uh, the, the plates installed so we could start tiling. Uh, and then they demobilized and uh, uh, flew to another project in a different part of the country uh, to allow us the time to start the installation of the tile. Here's that hatch detail uh, that you notice. It's been open in many of the previous um, ones. But uh, so this is with it closed. Um, getting ready to start our tile layout and installation. Um, if I can point out, yeah. we, before, we, before this project left our fabrication facility, we, it was pre-built. We actually mocked up a, a vessel identical to your dimensions. We mocked it up out of plywood and wow. we built it in there and we tested it up and down, up and down. Uh, paying attention to every detail, you can take note of the difference, the delta between the perimeter tile here and then the deck itself. Because we did the math. We did the math of what the thickness of the tile was gonna be and the adhesive comb to ensure that it was going to be, after you finished your, your artwork, it was gonna be a perfectly smooth experience from one to the other. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it, there's, there's so much back and forth, and that was what we really enjoyed about working with you guys too, is there's just so much interaction, uh, you know, phone calls, uh, it's, it's all, um, you know, it, it's, it's very much a team effort. Uh, this is not, um, you know, it's not a one-man show. Uh, it's definitely everybody working together as a team. So here's um, uh, installing, I'm making sure that, um, you know, here's the the access points for the uh, the floor, uh, the the hatch to to get it open. So I threw this tile in here um, because you can start to see some of the tolerances uh, that we ended up with. And um, you know, as the system was moving, uh, there was a a crown to this tile, and uh, you know, we had to actually come in and um, take some of the tile and mill it uh, and, and take the back of it off to get it even more flat than, than what it was. Uh, but the tolerances are tight. And I don't say that to, to 
scare anybody away, uh, but you also need to be well aware of that, uh, that these systems, you're not bringing your, um, your regular backyard tile guy in to put these systems in. The, the amount of precision needed is there. Um, not so much to be scared, but, but it is definitely something to be made aware of. Um, so here the boys are back. Um, all the tile is in and now we're starting to uh, do our final commissioning. Uh, you can see we're getting ready to set our deck out here um, and, and get this finished up. Um, this was uh, grout. So I put these two pictures in here uh, just to uh, point out uh, and kind of give kudos to the architect. Um, he was awesome. Uh, but as you as you blow in here, um, you can see we hit the medallions. Um, we literally he we we laid out the jets based on the client's preferences, uh, and then uh, the architect actually put them into AutoCAD with the tile drawings and everything. And so everything either was on the medallion of the tile or right in the middle of a grout joint, and seating positions slid left and right. And I don't ever want to do it again, but uh, it, it sure is impressive um, to look at now uh, after the fact. So um, this is the outer infinity edge detail, the, the spa spills over the back. Um, this little air hole right here, we ended up on this one. Uh, the client wanted to have the perimeter overflow, but then they also wanted to have the ability to have the water um, not be flowing over the top. And so uh, let me actually go back up to this one. You can't really tell, but there is from this edge, from the outer to the inner, um, we actually canted it a half an inch. Uh, so it's very, very subtle. Uh, and so when the floor is in the full up position, it actually stops right at this inside edge so that there's always a half an inch of water across here. Uh, and that was done for the safety of the two-year-old daughter. Um, but they also wanted to be able to have the ability to um, have it completely dry uh, if they wanted to use it for, uh, you know, for a table, for a party or anything along those lines. So we, um, we actually created, uh, we used that trap detail that I showed earlier for the infinity edge. Um, uh, and, and this is the airline. So um, we always have, a, when we used a three quarter inch pipe, so there's always a little bit of water that's dumping down into the gutter here. Uh, and we're always spilling a little bit of water. Um, and then we use the, the flow of the pump to overcome that. Uh, so as soon as they turn the infinity edge pump off, the water will drop down about two and a half inches uh, so that it's uh, below the top of the floor. Um, and rather than trying to come up with some sort of a system with valves and everything, um, we just did something real simple with small pipe. And yeah, it takes maybe 10 minutes for it to drain down all the way. Uh, but that way we're not having a potential uh, future failure or anything where uh, you know, a mechanical system that may, uh, that may need servicing in the future. So uh, there's the uh, glass window or the glass uh, railing going in. Um, and you can see it's, it's dropped down. Let me bring back the video here. Um, uh, this is a different one. Jim actually uh, sent this one to me. I hadn't actually seen this, but you get a real sense of 
how the system works. And again, this is uh, before we fine tuned it, it doesn't work nearly this quickly. Uh, but as it goes down, everything is all attached right now. And then all of the benches uh, finish their dropping and the rest of the floor continues going down. Um, it's really, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a very, it's, it's complex yet it's simple at the same time. Um, there's, there's, uh, it's, it's very impressive too, um, in, in the field, everybody loves to see it. Um, so getting towards our final finishes, um, I don't know how many people, uh, are doing this, but we're doing a lot of this right now. Um, uh, and so these are, uh, pedestal pavers, um, bison, there's a number of different names for it. Um, we don't actually do it in out in the field uh, all that much. We do it next to houses quite a bit. What this allows uh, to be done is that this, your finished surface can be perfectly flat. You don't have to have any fall for drainage or that. Um, uh, and when you're, when, when you're, uh, up very close to a house and you have, um, you know, the, the indoor outdoor experience um, where the, the, the flooring of the house and the flooring of the exterior are very close to each other. Sometimes it can get really hard uh, getting your, your grades and your, your uh, the drop for proper drainage. And so a lot of our projects are going to this type of a system where um, uh, the actual tile themselves, um, uh, they will epoxy them down to a grate or sometimes they're using large format tile that actually just sits on the corner of these, uh, the little pedestals here. Uh, and then the, everything is left ungrouted. Uh, and so you can have a perfectly flat surface, uh, but the water will still percolate down. All of this subgrade here, um, you can see here's a drain head right here. All of this is sloped to the drains. And so each of these um, are, are adjustable in order to make this system completely um, completely flat. Uh, just a couple more detailed photos of it. Um, but it makes it really nice. One of the challenges you'll see um, right here, and there's another one over here. Uh, actually, it is right here on the next photo. Um, you've got your drains. And, and again, this there was a lot of uh, pine trees here. And so there was some concern that the drain heads might get clogged. And so uh, they created these um, removable pieces right above the drain heads so that the drains could actually be cleaned out. But you can see, I mean, it's a very clean look. Um, these are not grouted. So the water just goes down in between all of these, but it allows you a perfectly flat surface. Uh, around the spa, they just wanted to have that border detail, um, but we we always hold our um, tolerances very tight, so we are a half inch here. Uh, but again, it's just sitting on the grating, and uh, uh, it's epoxied down. I believe this uh, this piece right here, we can remove it um, uh, in order to access that drain below, uh, but we never actually have had to because we put the clean out um, underneath. Uh, uh, we're able to access that from underneath. And so we've never had to open this up. I don't know whether they've had to open the drain uh, for the decks up. Um, yeah. And so there's the, the, the final finished product. Uh, and that is with the floor up. This is how the client utilizes it most of the time uh, because they have the young children. Um, uh, and that floor is sitting a half inch below uh, the, the final finish. And that's in full perimeter overflow mode there. 
um, yeah, just some some kind of the the uh, the the finishes. So um, as I was saying, uh, the the water level will drop down. So when they go into spa mode, they actually turn the overflow pump off, uh, and you can see the water drops down just low enough to be below the floor, so that if the floor was up, it could be uh, a completely dry, and they could utilize this for a table or for dry seating or whatever. Um, uh, and, and it's all completely passive. There's nothing, there's no mechanical system that could potentially fail. Uh, and there you get the, uh, you get the view from the, uh, uh, from the existing pool out to the back. I, I love this job. I mean, it, it's, it, it, it's one of my most favorite jobs that we've ever done. I mean, it's, it's a, it was a challenge to work on, uh, but all in all, it was, it, 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 the, the results are stunning. Uh, the client was thrilled with the result. It solved the issues uh, that, that nobody had solutions for. And at the end of the day, uh, it, it was just, um, it was a fun project, interesting and, and glad I could share it. Do we have any questions, Rick? No, we don't have any specific ones. I just sent out an email to, or a, a message to see if anybody wants to add or have any specific questions of what's going on. I think uh, the, the the critical thing of, of projects like this is recognizing how, one, how simple they can be, but yet how complex they can be to come up with great designs. And, and some of these projects we work on don't have to be these massive overgrown McMansion type pools either. This is a very well articulated, super artistically done um, project that looks brilliant in the finish and it, it gives ultimate performance and gives them many different aspects of of a backyard use with with a single body single or separate bodies of water but single you know one body of water doing multiple things and so um you know jim on this project it brings together a a, a very small movable floor system but we we can work we've worked together on other projects we can this system can be you know, increased in size to pretty dramatic size, dramatic sizes to be able to do full swimming pools and multiple depth floor systems, um, lots of different benches and steps. Um, they're extremely robust. They work very well long term. Um, they're they're very safe because they're basically most of them. This one is not. This is actually a fully hydraulic type system, but most of the larger pools are a buoyancy type system, and so it's a floating floor that we actually pull back down. Um, when we open it up and it, we don't have any hydraulics trying to lift heavy masses of things in place. But um, I think you did a brilliant uh, job on this project. I think you probably underemphasized how, how complex it was. I was lucky enough to walk this job with you, Dave, kind of midstream of the uh, spa going in. So the pool was completed, you know, quite a bit earlier. And then you and me walked and I was able to see the equipment structure underneath and, um, it's amazing what these projects can be. And I, I think you did a superb job. And obviously the, the only way you pull off a, a spa of this type is, is with the tolerance and the, and the details of a project of product that uh, a guy like Jim can put together with Twinscape. So um, very well One done. One of the things that I would like to uh, uh, just uh, broach the subject um, uh, so that Jim doesn't get 300 emails of, of looky loos. Um, yep. Uh, you know, these, these projects, they do solve issues and there are, beautiful, um, but they are not inexpensive. Uh, and so um, I know you and I talked a little bit yesterday, Jim, can you kind of just give a, a kind of a, a ballpark price range for what some of these systems run? Sure, Dave. Um, well, as you can imagine, there are a number of fixed costs associated with any project. So depending upon, you know, as Rick said, we, we 
some of these are 72 feet long, some of them are 12 feet long. Um, so the fixed cost, uh, the price per square foot, of course, is going to come down commensurate with the with the number of square footage as the project uh, expands. So it uh, the price range could be anywhere between 350 to a thousand dollars a square foot. Um, a lot of that will be contingent upon uh, amenities that we're going to put in, uh, as Rick mentioned earlier, steps, um, uh, a Baja sun shelf, a spa uh, integrated within the swimming pool itself, um, uh, the benches, uh, you name it, we can do it. Uh, uh, we could do a dynamic aquatic bulkhead that will separate an indoor pool from an outdoor pool. All of these are, are cost factors. Um, so if you do the math in your head, a smaller project is going to be in the higher price range, closer to $1,000. Uh, a larger, a larger project could be, uh, you know, 350 to 450 a square foot. So, so to quantify this for the audience a little bit, Dave, overall project in range, I know you don't want to hand out exact numbers, but the overall project, you know, that you put together for this client, what's, what's the project price range in? Um, Taking out the building because we didn't actually do the building itself. Um, we were north of 500, um, okay. well north of 500. The biggest thing that I, as I've talked to people about these systems, one of the biggest things that gets missed is the fact that you're not plastering these pools. And so, uh, you know, you start to look at a, a 20 by 40 and, you know, uh, if a 20 by 40 system, you know, I'm just going to pick a number ends up being $180,000 for the, for the movable floor system. Um, that's not the end of the discussion. Uh, you're not coming back in here and doing a $25,000 plaster job on here. Now that whole system has to be fully tiled. Uh, and so you have those expenses as well. So um, for the right client, it solves the issues um, and it's a great solution. And, um, you know, there are some really good um, places like the job that, that Jim and I are working on right now. Uh, the client only has a very small backyard space uh, and they walk right out of the house to where they want to have the pool and uh, they don't want to lose this um, you know, this, this space, I think it's 13 by 23 uh, because they set up tables when they have family uh, over, their kids are in gymnastics. And so they, they set the mats out and they do their tumbling uh, along the side there. Uh, but it's a pretty small space and yet they want to be able to have a pool that they can stretch out in and have the, the, the local neighborhood kids. And so for a space like that, it, it, it solves an issue that you can't really solve anywhere else. They can have a pool and they can still have, um, you know, usable living space. So, um, you know, it, it's definitely point. not, what's that? And that's an important point when it comes to the price, because we, 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 we need to, we need to revisit the fact that this is, this is a load rated floor. It exceeds the load rating of a residential home. I mean, it is livable space. So if a client were to say, if you said, well, client, well, what's your, what's your home's value? Well, the price per square foot of my home is 1500 uh, a square foot. Well, then we're, we're right there. We're commensurate with that math uh, because this, this, of course, is livable space. It's your right. space when you want it. Yeah, we've worked on so, – so I get to back to the original question. Jim, give us a uh, – and, again, it doesn't take all the parts in, but the ballpark on the, on the install and the, and the equipment you installed in this spa, what's the price range? Buck 60. Okay, so – Right? And yep. design, yeah. transport, installation. You're looking you're, – you're just south of 200000 Okay. 
And then back to what we, where we were just coming from, I just want to make sure we answer their question. But the, the real thing is we, we're duplicating space. And Jim, you and me have worked on a couple of projects where we, especially commercially, where they have a, um, we had one project in Colorado, they had a commercial space they used for a ballroom, but they also needed a pool. So we were, we, we, the project never came to final fruition because of, of different conditions. But the end, the end result was we were going to provide them a ballroom and provide them a fixed floor system so they would actually able have both the pool inside the ballroom or turn it into a ballroom. So um, it, it we really works well. Up outside of Seattle uh, for an over 55 community, they were going to build a community center and they were going to build uh, an aquatic center. And then the project soon, to go, soon started to go over budget you're using the hydro floor, the community center is the aquatic center. So during the day, it's uh, it's lap swimming, it's water aerobics. At night, it's bingo and square dances. And then even on the weekends now, it's a, it's an ROI for the HOA because they get to rent the space out for weddings and parties and whatnot. Yeah, and, and one of the, other, I, one I of wanna, the listeners had some questions yeah, about I, dirt and debris in the pool. You realize that that you're going to get some dirt and debris in this pool, but basically no more than would have fallen in the pool initially, um, unless you're bringing dirt and debris on top of it. But you know that if that was an open body of water, it would catch the same debris as if it was a closed body of water. And then we open the floor that the benefit is when it's in its closed position before you open the floor, if you've had a big storm or anything else, you can simply squirt it or blow it off and get most of it out of the system before you open it. So um, they, 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 they're extremely beneficial long-term and short-term and safety wise, obviously in this scenario, um, you know, you've got another pool adjacent to it that's got its own safety cover too. But when we do an entire floor system, there is no pool to be afraid of when it's closed. There's no one, no one can get in the water. Nobody can get hurt. Um, it really adds a whole different layer of safety. And then, and as we discussed earlier, we're duplicating the footprint and the floor plan space. And so in smaller yards or buildings or commercial centers where you don't have space for maybe two or three different things, we can create multiple things. Um, even swim pools or swim schools, we can put a pool in that's, that can change its floor depth because of the type of system it is. We can have a three foot depth pool for young kids learning how to swim and we can drop it to seven feet and make it a, a lap lane pool. So there is a lot of benefits to how the systems can function and work. And, and so the, the, they're, they're not cost effective as far as relative to pools, but they can be very beneficial and cost effective when you, when you look at how much you can duplicate space. Indeed. Yeah, and just on the on the debris piece, um, that's why there is a hatch, uh, you know. And and we've recommended to this client that uh, you know uh, one to two times a year they open the hatch and they get underneath there and and drain it down. Um, it's very similar to uh, you know a perimeter overflow um, with a surge tank. Um, you know, it's you got to get into the surge tank and and service it uh, on occasion. And so it's not a lot, um, but uh, especially with this system, with the, the way we plumbed it, with all of the plumbing um, pushing from underneath all the time, uh, we don't actually get a lot of debris in here because the, the, we're, we're, we're feeding the water underneath the floor. And so we're always pushing the water up and out. Uh, so there's not a lot of debris that gets underneath here. Uh, but, you know, once a year they open it up and, and check the fittings, make sure that there's, uh, you know, we have not had a leak on this. Uh, this job was finished in 16, I believe. So we're four years now. Um, never had a leak on any of the hoses, but um, you know, it's a good idea to get in there and you got moving pieces. Um, I think we did have one bond wire that actually uh, came off. So we reattached the bonding wire to it um, when we were under it when uh, uh, doing one of the service calls. And uh, But all in all, we haven't had any any challenges with it. We've so provided three years structural ahead. warranty. So um, and at a minimum, we'd ask to dive the floor at least once a year just to make sure that everything is in order and operational. 
Yeah, this system is different because it's a hydraulic lift system. The, the other type of floor systems have a cable and pulley system that pull them back down. So there is some moving parts, very few compared to most systems, but um, there is some maintenance involved. But again, you're working with a client that, that can afford the maintenance. So you just want to make sure you're doing it. Um, you know, as, as we walk through and finish this project before we finish this program, um, make sure if you want to be more, more, if you want to be see more of these type of projects, let us know. We will get this one put, put up on YouTube shortly. Um, we'll probably break it into one or two different sessions of it on YouTube. Um, while you're out on our page, make sure you like and subscribe to it. You'll find that we'll give you the updates on when the, when the new videos are coming out. And if there's specific types of projects or specific types of um, products like movable floor systems that you have um, interest in us doing a, a, a breakdown of how, we, how we've done them or we have a project you, that you've seen of ours, you want to see how we built it, we will be doing more of these. Um, we definitely want to feed to the audience, though. So let us know what you want to see. We'll be happy to try to oblige. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for, uh, for tuning in today. Um, and, you know, I just want to reiterate what Rick said. Uh, you know, th this is intriguing to me. Uh, we had quite a few of you come in and, and join us today. Um, but we don't want to necessarily do uh, only the stuff that's intriguing to us. Let us know what you want, um, you know, because that's uh, the whole goal of everything that we're doing here. Uh, nobody's making money on this. It's, it's uh, uh, we, I love teaching. I love educating. Um, and I also love to learn. Uh, and so this is one of the ways that I learn um, uh, is, is sitting in on these type of things. Uh, so let me know, let us know what you, uh, what you'd like us to dive into. And, and, uh, and uh, if we can accommodate that, we definitely will. Thanks for everybody for being on. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate all the time you gave us and we'll look forward to uh, doing another one with you in the future, but this is Rick Chafee with Ask the Masters and we're signing off. Thank all you. right. Thanks guys. Take care.